we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. Wow. God's grace. Yeah, we are blessed. We are so blessed. When you sit back and you think about those songs, that, that the same God that spoke all this into existence, the same exact God who we read about all through Scripture is the same God that we get to sit in His presence. We get to sing with other like-minded believers. We get to do that. And you know, I'm blown away by the fact that he is the same God and, and all of his grace and all of his mercy. And, and the thing about it is we get to be in his presence. Isn't that amazing? I mean, we know us, we see us, we live with us, and yet he still desires to be praised and honored and glorified by us. We get to do that. What a... What an awesome privilege that is, that you and I get to come before the presence of the the almighty God of this universe, the King of kings and Lord of lords. We get to be in his presence today as as I think about um, every year we have a sanctity of human life. Sunday we have that that day to where we thank God for life, We, we, we we thank him for ministries like what we have here in our area for the New Day Women's Center and centers like that. And we think about the the young women and young families that are considering, I don't know, abortion. They're considering taking a life for whatever the reason. And, and I want us to this morning stop and, and before we get started, I want us to pray for those those young women all in our area and all over the world. I mean... I mean, where would we have been if if our parents had not have had us? I mean, life is life is precious. Life is great. Life is awesome. But there are those that are contemplating. Um, so I want us to pray right now. And and many of you, I don't know you like that. I don't know what decisions you've made or have gone through or experienced. But um, it's it's. Something that the the Lord knows and the Lord can comfort and the Lord can bring healing to and the Lord can give guidance and wisdom to. So I want us to right now go to him on behalf of, of the nameless, the faceless, but they are real. They are out there. No, we may not know them personally, but they are out there. And I just want us to, to intercede this morning as we begin for those. Father God, we we as humbly as we know how come before your throne of grace, that that good grace that we sing about, God, that grace that wakes us up and overlooks, Lord, a multitude of our failures and our sins and our rebellion. God, we come before the same God that Noah was talking to, the same God that 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 Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the sons. God, you are the same God. And we come before you this morning, God, on behalf of all those who, 
Lord, I don't want to say for whatever the reason. We know that the enemy is fighting. He is working uh, his hardest to destroy what you created. And Lord, we pray right now for those those individuals who are contemplating maybe abortion, they're contemplating other things. God, I pray that you, in the name of Jesus, would go to them and that you would guide them, that your hand of, of, of grace and mercy and love would be upon them, and God, that they would choose life. Lord, I pray for those who have had abortion and have they live daily with that decision, Lord, that you would comfort them, that you would let them know that God, you love them and that you're gracious toward them. And Lord, I pray for those that stand in the gap day in and day out and they're, they're interceding, they're, they're ministering to, they're counseling, they're guiding. Please, Holy Spirit, go now and just minister as only you can. Lord, your word tells us we don't know how to pray. We don't know what to ask. I, Lord, I stand up here today as honest as I know how. I don't know exactly what to ask or what to say, or what to publicly pray. But God, you see our hearts. We want, we want these women, Lord, to find healing. We want these babies to have life. We want these broken relationships and broken hearts and broken whatever it is, God. We want you to come and minister. Lord, you can do that. God, you can do that, and we humbly Rest at your feet. We give it to you. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Life is precious. Why? Question, what always begged, why? Why? Tell me why, Brother Shannon. Well, go back to Genesis. Genesis, God, we're created. Mankind is created. You know, sometimes you just have to be reminded. I mean, you know this, but sometimes you have to be reminded. Genesis chapter 1, you don't really go too far. And you read this, you say, well, well humanity and, and people are, are disposable. No, they're not. Every person is precious. We think of all that's going on in our world, not just in our local area. We think of what's happening down there on the Texas border we think about issues that, that were brought to our attention last week through Cadi and Ecuador. We think of all that's going on in Israel and the Gaza Strip and the, the area in the Middle East. We think of all over the world and, and we see, the, we see the, the murder. We see all the evil that as Satan is trying to just destroy. He's always been the great deceiver. He's the great liar. But life is precious. Look at verse 26 of chapter 1 of Genesis. Then God said, let us, the plurality of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. We, we're not from some blob. We're not some, some evolved species. Scripture clearly says God created man in his image. 
We have a we have a intelligent creator who spoke into existence all that there is around us. He he spoke it, but when it came to humanity, when it came to us, he was intimate in the creation of it. Look at chapter 2 over in verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. He formed us. He molded us. He made us. God intimately. Everything else, he he spoke and God spoke and it was. He spoke and it was. But when it came to us, he, he formed us and he molded us and he shaped us. And he shaped us into his image. God was hands on in the task. The 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 transcendent, way out there God who is outside of time and space. He is, he is not controlled by all the elements that we have. God doesn't mind gravity. He's beyond it. He became in, imminent. He came and he, he literally put his hands on us and he formed us from the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Brother Shannon, wise man, special. Wise life, special. Brother Shannon, tell me this morning what, what makes my life so special. I don't see much going on in my life. I, I seem like I hit roadblock after roadblock, relationship, situational, whatever it is. Listen, you, you were created in the image of God. God took his hands and he formed you. He made you. He knows everything there is to know about you. Psalm 139. Turn there with me. Psalm 139. You, just like every other man, woman, boy, and girl that's ever been created, there are no uh uh-ohs. There are no accidents. Period. The sovereign God has a purpose for every creation, every one of his, his sons and daughters, every one of us. He, he desires we're created for one purpose, and that is to bring him honor and to bring him glory and to make much of him, to praise his name, to sing of, to live before, to, to lift up his holiness. Psalms 139 says this. He's, he's still intimately involved in our lives, even though we don't realize it. The same intimate fashion he used in forming us is still now here with us as he walks with us. Listen, guys, sometimes one of the, one of the coolest things to do is slow down and stop and be still and know that he's God. Running at 100 miles an hour on cruise control through life, wake up, go through the motions, go to sleep, wake up, go through the motions, go to sleep, wake up, go through the motions and go to sleep. We miss this sometimes. That he wants to be there with us. He wants to walk with us. He wants to be in there. He wants to be a part of it. Look at what the psalmist writes here. Oh, Lord. You have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. Do you hear that? God, God knows everything. You think, well, that's too much. 
That, that, I, don't, I don't understand it. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you, you understand my thoughts from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all of my ways. He's intimately acquainted with all of our ways, church. Everything that goes on, every thought, every, every process that we have in our mind, every every. Everything, God is aware. He's intimately involved in every single bit of it. There's not a thought that's outside of his sight. There's not an action outside of him. Look at verse 4. Even before there's a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. He knows our thoughts. He knows before we speak. He knows what's coming out. This God didn't just didn't just get this ball a rolling and send it on its way. No, He created it and He stayed with it. And you know what? He created you and He stayed with you. He sees you. Two groups of people are in this room, saved and lost. I can't tell the difference. God does. One group's been born once, one group's been born twice. One group has physical birth, the other one has physical and spiritual birth. I can't tell the difference, God can. One has been made in the image of God. One has been given the breath of life. One is, is intimately walked with and then there's that other one who God has given that new birth and that new life to. And as Jesus tells Nicodemus, how can man be more born again? He can't go back into the mother's womb. Turn there. Turn there to this conversation. Go to, go to John 3. Look at this conversation. Look at this conversation. Chapter 3, verse 1, starting verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I have said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? And Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen, and you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who has descended from heaven, the Son of Man. 
As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Look at verse 17, though. So important. For God did not send his Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So in this room sits two people, those who have been born of the flesh and those who have been born again. It's a mystery. It tells Nicodemus it's a mystery. It's like the wind. You don't know where it comes from, it, it, but you feel it. You know when the Spirit of God transforms you. You know when the convicting power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you and is drawing you to, your, to himself. And, and you sit there and you think that, you're like, I, I know there's more. I know I need something. And that something is Christ. That something is a relationship with the God who breathes life into you. Put his hands upon you and forms you. Keep reading over back in Psalms 139. Come back with me. Go back with me. Look at verse 13. Scripture says, you formed my inward parts. God don't just know you now, he knew you then. You formed my inward parts, you wove me in my mother's womb. His hands don't come off of us, church. His hands never come off of us. His, his fingerprints are all over you. You are made in the image of the Almighty God and it remains there. Why would? No person has the right to kill that. No person has the right to take that life. You argue. You argue, what about war? I don't understand. I don't understand the why wills and the whys and the ways of the world. I don't understand God. I just know life is precious. And to take it, look at what it says in verse 14. I'll give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Oh, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Look at 16. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. God, when he breathed life into you, when he was, was intimately forming and molding and weaving you together in your mother's womb, Intimate, just as intimate there as he was with Adam way back then. He knew everything. He knew he saw you today. And in your book were all written the days when as yet there was not one of them. That omniscient God, that all-knowing God saw you sitting here now. He saw your birth. He saw your, your today. He, he knows the end. That's why we trust him with all of our heart and we don't lean on our own understanding because we, we rest in the hands of the God who carries us from, from, from the cradle to the grave. 
We're in his presence. That's mind-blowing. The how precious are your thoughts. Verse 17. To me, O God, how vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand when I awake. I am still in your presence with you. Look over with me. Look over with me to John chapter 1 real quick. Guys, this morning I want you to know you're special. This morning I want you to know life is precious. This morning I want you to know that, that it, literally there's two groups in this room and I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus. I, I would hope in the name of Jesus there would only be one. But with this many, there's a chance there's two. With this many, there's a chance that there's someone who has heard me ramble on and they've heard Matthew and they've heard Casey and they've heard every other pastor in the room that's ever stood here or ever shared of the word of God say, listen, you must be born again. You must not just be born once, you must be born twice. You must be saved. You must be saved. And there's a chance there's still those in the room that hears that and says, Oh, but I don't know about all this. Here's what you're saying. Honestly, here's what you're saying. Well, I got some more stuff I need to do, and I don't want to get all that spiritual just yet, and I don't want to get that serious with God yet, and I don't know if I want to make that kind of commitment because I'm not ready for it. And, and you know, well, I, that's, just, that's just really big, and, and I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of you know, life. I, I'm not living right, and I'm not doing all these things right, and I got to work some things out, and I got to straighten some stuff up. And, and you're, y'all, you guys, y'all are all a lot better than me, and Brother Shannon, and, and Brother Casey, and Brother Matthew and, and Brother Ken and Brother Jeff and all you other guys, all you other guys, listen, y'all are way more spiritual than me and I just, I just ain't ready for that kind of commitment. You're going to die and go to hell. And you're going to remember every sermon he ever preached and these guys have ever preached and you're going to hear it and you're going to say, man, I wished I would have. And I'm standing before you pleading with you. It ain't our fault. How will they believe without a preacher? John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. Y'all, this life is precious. This life is precious. This life is precious. So precious that. Look at this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that is coming to being. So He spoke into existence everything that there is. And he didn't just speak it into existence. Look at verse 14. Look at what he did. He came and joined us in it. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh. And the Word became flesh. The same Word that spoke into existence, all that there is, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He literally tabernacled among his people. He came and was one of us. He took on this same flesh. The, the transcendent God of this universe stepped foot and became not just imminent in form, forming it and breathing into its life. He literally came and took on human form itself. If you do not think life is precious, if you do not think 
that God doesn't believe life is precious, you're not listening to the word of God. And the word became flesh. God himself took this flesh on, the same literal flesh that you and I have. It had a different tint, but it was the same flesh. He felt the same sting I feel. He literally attempted in all ways, but without sin. He, he experienced it all. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. We literally saw him. He literally came down here to this earth. And we saw God amongst us. God's life is precious. So precious that Christ went so far to redeem it, he came and became one of us and experienced everything we experience. You want to know heartbreak? Imagine, imagine everybody you pour yourself into when you're sitting there being murdered and none of them stands with you. He was sinless. He was sinless. And they murdered him. He died alone. And took on the sins and the penalties that every one of us deserve. He took on the penalty you deserve. Don't reject that. Don't reject Christ. Don't reject so great a salvation. Don't reject what he did. There are two groups in here. I can't tell the difference. In this room, you know if you're a Christian. You know if you're a Christian. And in this room, you know if you're not. If you're not, then my question to you right now is why not trust Christ to be your Lord and Savior? Why not trust Christ who, has, who formed you and gave you life and has been so good to you and you have felt His grace, but now you need His saving grace. You need His forgiving grace. Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Listen, remember all them excuses I said about five minutes ago? Yeah, but I'm not good enough and I've messed up and you don't know me and I've got some more things to do. Here's the thing. You will have those same excuses in a week from now and, and in a year from now. And you'll have those same excuses ten years from now. You're never going to figure it out. We never figure it out. We never clean ourselves up. We never walk good enough. We never, we never get to a point to where we can save ourselves. It's grace. He does all the work for us. We simply trust Him with all of our heart. We trust Him. Just like he told Nicodemus, the wind blows, I don't understand the wind, I just feel it. It's just like that, it's a mystery. I want us to bow our heads. Father God, around this room, there may be one who is sitting there thinking, they've heard every sermon, they've heard me preach every, every sermon. God, or there may be one that, I don't know, slipped in today. But God, for whatever the reason, they're thinking, they're they're. they're they're kicking this can on further down the road. They're using every excuse. There will always be excuses. And the enemy will continue to win. And death will get you. And hell is next. But God, I pray right now in the quietness of this moment. Lord, if there's just one. 
they hear about how precious life is, so precious that you come and took it on yourself. You were intimate in its creation. You were right there. We're made in your image. God, I pray that if there's one, then they, they, they'll sit there and they'll just say, Lord God, I, Lord God, I need a Savior. Save me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord. I, I trust you. I don't, I don't trust my may ever get into a point to where I'm savable. I just simply trust you. I, I don't think I'm ever going to get this whole life worked out. I just simply trust you. I, you are my only hope. You are my Savior. I trust you, Jesus. You. Why should I go to heaven? It's nothing I do. It's only you. Why should I be forgiven? It's nothing I've done. It's only what Christ did there on the cross of Calvary. Put your trust in Jesus. You're not good enough. Put your trust in Jesus. You're not ever going to be good enough. Cling to Jesus. Cry out to Him for mercy. Cry out to Him for forgiveness. Confess Him. Be honest with Him. Talk with Him. He don't judge you. He don't condemn you. He simply wants to save you. So that you can spend the rest of your life worshiping your creator God. Lord, bless this room, Lord. Bless this room. Bless them indeed, God. We give you praise in Christ's name. We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.